Welcome back, podcast patrons, to another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. The season of the guests just keep on rolling on right now. We're 2022. Um, this guest right here, unbeknownst to him, and we'll mention this in the pod and get his reaction. Unbeknownst to this upcoming guest, he actually holds the second most listened to episode of Leave the Pin Podcast ever. That's some pretty high praise for our man, John Pannoni from Spargo Golf. Now, Spargo Golf is a full club fitting service out of Cranston, Rhode Island. You're going to hear about what they have going on in the future. Uh, I personally have been fitted there, as well as my oldest son, Lydon, which many listeners of the podcast know is, is slowly turning into, or I guess quickly turning into, a pretty decent junior golfer. Uh, so I had the pleasure of working with John and Steve down at Spargo, and it's just, um, you know, it's 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 kind of mind blowing. It's really another world when you get the depth of knowledge that this man has, and being on the outside looking in, not being fitted, and sitting there and getting to see the whole operation, and and honestly paying more attention now because I wasn't worrying about my swing or anything, uh, was enlightening. And I mean, I, I literally learned so much. Um, and I'm not a gearhead. I'm not a gear junkie. I play by feel. I went into my fitting with the mindset of whatever works best for the numbers is best for me. I could care less. I don't care about golf name brands. I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm content playing in shorts and a t-shirt on a Muni anywhere in the world. Give me that and I am more than happy. Uh, however... I'm just as happy playing at a you know five-star resort or an ultra-private club. I could care less, right? Love golf. But this man walked us through everything, gave us the nuts and bolts of the, the hows, the whys, the whens, the wheres, and everything you need to know about club fitting. And he's just, uh, he's just a great dude in the sport, and you're going to kind of get that out of just hearing him talk. He has a love affair with this game. And I truly believe that he he wants to give back. And I think nothing makes him happier than seeing people fit into the right clubs and watching their game improve. Uh, so without further ado, here is a very good friend of mine, one of our long-term guests that we've had from the beginning. And quite honestly, someone that I truly and blessed to have known and met through this podcast, Mr. John Pannoni from Spargo Golf. Leader being podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Friends from back in the day when they still played at the park. 7 a.m. p.m. special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show. Leader pin, get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and the swing ain't lying. Yeah. Leave the pin. If you're listening to Leave the Pin Podcast, which I know you are, you know we got to talk about Eagles and Arrows. In 2022, Eagles and Arrows is going in a completely different direction with some great customizable gear. They are doing patch hats that are unlike anything else out there in the market. Anything that you can think of, anything that you want to design and put on a hat, Grant at Eagles and Arrows has got you. Now, they're not going away from all their tried and true traditional stuff. The super soft t-shirts, the premium Cabretta leather gloves, the valuable pouches, everything that you know 
of and love for the quality of Eagles and Arrows is still available. This is just a new entry into the marketplace. I'm going to tell you what, Grant does it better than anybody else out there. Go to Eagles and Arrows CO on Instagram. That's Eagles and Arrows Co. On Instagram, DM Grant or go to www.eaglesandarrows.com. Send him a message. Any type of product, big or small, any type of job that you need done, with patches. Grant has got you. You want to get stuff for a team. You want to get stuff for a tournament you're running, maybe for a buddy's trip. The turnaround times, astronomically quick. Grant's quality is honestly to die for. There's no one out there that cares more about the product than him. As always, we couldn't be happier to have him as a sponsor, as well as the entire Eagles and Arrows brand. So live life, love golf, get to Eagles and Arrows, Get whatever you need pronto. John, what's going on, my man? How are you, Dan? Good to talk to you again. For sure, for sure. It's only been a little while since we saw each other, but uh, happy to get you back on the pod. I know. It's good seeing you and uh, you and your son. Boy's got some game. Yeah, he uh, he's excited. He's excited. He got a new putting mat in his room, and uh, he, was, he was debating, you know, should I sorry, keep practicing with the putter I have or – Wait till my new one. I said, yeah, of course, keep practicing with this. I said, but when you get your new one, you know, forget it. Like, it's lights out at that point. Yeah, you throw you throw the old one into the closet until, until you need to, need, to, need to show something different. Yeah, that's it. Until you need to scare the, uh, the new one into sinking more putts, right? <laughs> Sometimes you got to scare the gamer. It's all good. Hey, uh, so for, for our new listeners or people that aren't too familiar with you, give us a little bit of background on kind of who you are in the golf space. Uh, well, I, my name is John Pannoni. Um, I am a club fitter and club builder. I own the, own the golf shop Spargo Golf out in, out in Rhode Island. i um, been a professional now for about 10 years. Um, so all things golf. Uh, and and we, we, we do full bag. We do full fittings here, putter fittings over at the shop. Um, we're on a full flight driving range. Uh, been uh, shoot seven years in this industry. Uh, mentored under the great Tom Spargo, uh, who used to own the shop, a top 100 fitter, top 10 builder in the country. Taught me, taught me everything I know, and and we've been just trying to, you know, fulfill his his legacy and and keep the keep the dream alive. I like I like the use of the word legacy, and I, I love the fact that you know you kept the name, you kept the heritage, the history involved in it and you just have kind of updated it to the new generation yeah it's been the, the really the only goal um tom you know we've talked about it on on pods of past but um you know third time being here man i, I really can't thank you enough i really appreciate it but before i get on my tangents gotta thank you um <laughs> you know tom tom had just such a such a good vision of what this business could be um, it's a real personal feel. Um, you take your time with players and then you build the, the best product out of it. But it's it's customer service. You know, it's it's an industry where um, a lot of people are looking to get better. A lot of people are looking for answers. And, you know, when when a guy's kind of laid the groundwork for you, all you have to do is just keep it modern and, and not really screw anything up. So my, my father-in-law was over this weekend, actually for Christmas. We haven't seen them, you know, since Christmas and Christmas time. It was kind of messed up for a lot of people, you know, with COVID and stuff. So we finally got to see them for, for our Christmas with them or Christmas 2.0, if you will. And we're sitting there chatting. 
and uh, you know, I explained about Leiden's fitting. He had a ton of questions, and he's an old golfer. He's in his seventies now. <laughs> you know, doesn't move too well, and can't even fathom some of the numbers I'm throwing out and stuff like that. But he said to me, he said, you know, I've always wanted to get fitted for clubs, but my swing just isn't good enough. How often you hear that? Uh, I heard it. I had two fittings today, Dan, and I heard it both times. Can you explain to people why that is almost always 100% wrong? Uh, because we just have, you know, Tom always told me it, and uh, I'm sorry to all the, the old listeners, I'm going to mention Spargo more and more, just, you know. Um, but it, it was, everybody's got swing DNA, he called it. Um, you know, our swings are our swings. We're always trying to improve. That's the fun of the game. That's the youthfulness of the game is you're never conquering it and you're always learning. Um, what we try to figure out is what pl- each player has in their swing DNA. You're not going to make these drastic changes where your, your body type's going to change. Your athleticism's going to change. What might change is a lie angle. What might change is an impact position. But we're here to help along those lines if, if anything drastic needs to be done. Um, if a player's made such a crazy change. But, you know, I have yet to see the, the really drastic change that um, I'd say not beginners, but just skeptical players of fittings have seen. You know, they're, they, they are who they are. Um, and, and to not have to think that your swing's not good enough. You know, just I'll, I'll offer a hangout with me for a week. You'll see your swings just <laughs> your your swings just fine. Everybody gets it done in different ways. Yeah, I always I always refer to you as kind of a mad scientist to people. You know, and you've got you've got <laughs> so so many different ways of interacting. Like it was funny. I was telling my wife. She said, "How was the fitting looking in from the other side? You know, not ha- not having yourself being fit." And I was like, "It was super interesting because when I was getting it done, I was just getting handed stuff. You know what I mean? Like, try this, tell me this, give me this feedback, give me that feedback. You know, because you had all those gears in motion and knew that, hey, he dude's just a field player. You know what I mean? Awkward swing, and and if it feels good, it looks good, it's gonna work. And we just kind of went from there." But then with the explanations that you had given to lie when he was doing it, you know, it's it, to, to me and I reference this back because it's what I do for a living. But it, it's it's almost like teaching. Right. You, you know, your clientele, you, you know, you take the temperature of the room and you've got a different way to do it for each person. So they get the full experience when they're with you. For sure. You nailed it, it with, in, uh, with the teacher uh, analogy. Um, you know, everybody's going to be different and. A little bit of that, I got to give, you know, a little shout out to my coach, Shane LeBaron, um, getting to hang with him, watching him do lessons, you know, back in college. And when I first turned pro, um, you know, he's he's doing the amount of he's doing lessons like I do fitting. So you're seeing five, six people a day. No lesson was the same. You know, the impacts might have been same, but, you know, the 55 year old man or the 32 year old woman, you can't talk to those two people the same. They don't act the same. They don't they aren't the same. Um so you just got to, you know, like working with, you know, Leiden and, and the younger, you know, younger kids who are, who are hungry to, to get better is, is so fun because, you know, a kid like that, he's, he's all years willing to listen. He's got his opinion on things and we're able to talk through what he was looking for. Um, but he was, you know, really into getting the information and which is half the battle. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely loved it. And I'm sure on the on the opposite end of the spectrum, you've probably got some people that literally could care. Like, me, honestly, I could care less. Like, I literally could care less 
what shafts in it, what head it is, what what make, model, year, et cetera, et cetera. If it's showing me better numbers, I'm all in. Yeah, we have that player too. Um, more feely, you know, don't um, don't come in with brand in mind. Um, you know, haven't even done any research on it. Uh, you know, some of these guys don't even know the stealth exists yet. Uh, but they come in and and you, you have to. I always I always feel like those fittings. I have to you know t- almost talk a little bit more because you know they just want to hit balls. So you know going over ah oh, this kick point and this balance point they don't care about that. It's just too much information for them. Right. So we'll talk more. You know you try to talk more golf orientation and more you know uh, a bag orientation with with that type of person. But yeah, it's fascinating. Golf golf brings out just polar opposites of each other, but those polar opposites both love the same thing. Yeah. And the bottom line is simple, right? Like, you know, reduce my strokes. That takes me to get the ball in the hole, make me more consistent. Yeah. What was it? What, what did Penix say? If you play golf, you're a friend of mine. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Pretty, pretty simple. If you, you know, if you walk into that studio, we're, we're instantly, we're 99% chance. We're going to be kind of friendly because we've got the same, you know, we've got the same hobbies. You know, I just, happen to pay my bills with this hobby right right speaking of paying the bills with it um collegiate all-american you know you've played some mini tour events you've uh you know tried to qualify for the u.s open um so you're you're a player you know i mean let's let's not uh let's not think that you're just like a nuts and bolts gearhead dude like you know you're a player one one zach blair's the ringer and let me let me bring this full circle you might not know well you don't know this all right but you actually, in your second episode here, that is our second highest all-time downloaded episode ever. Wow. I love that. that That's, and you're, <laughs> it's crazy, oh, right? God. You're making my Monday. I'm, I'm, I'm That's just cool. showering people you. Like listening to, people like listening to us talk that much. They do. And <laughs> let me tell you who number one is all-time. It's Zach Blair. Well, I, you know, I can't compete with the, you know, the, the legend of legends. It's tough. It's tough. It, I mean, lie. the guy, the guy's got a mind for, got a mind for golf. You know, he's one of the, the you know, meeting him um, back in the mini tour days, but getting to see what he's done with the ringer and what he's created with the tree farm and the, the butt club, whatever you call it. Um, man, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, uh, I'm excited to see what he does with that, but yeah, wow. golf, a, a golf in savant. The same, in the same sentence as ZB, I'm, I'm in. How about that? Top two all time. Let's keep it going. For sure, for sure. Um, so you you mentioned Zach Blair building the tree farm, and you've got a little building coming up in your own world. Tell us about that. I do, I do. Um, so we were. Yeah, during this, you know, before, right before the pandemic and all this crazy COVID stuff happened, uh, the range we were at, or we're at now, um, was in the process of selling to a, you know, bigger box like a Costco, and we started shopping around, and I had some old friends uh, who were on the board, and one is the, the director of um, operations at this little, little organization called Buttonhole in Johnston, Rhode Island, so Brad Faxon and Billy Andre in 2001 uh, turned this, uh, it used to be a gravel pit, I believe. Um, yeah, we'll go with gravel pit. 
So they turned it into a green space. So a nine hole par three course, um, like a, about a 50, 60 bay full driving range, you know, open air. Um, you got two putting greens and a chipping green. So it's been kind of the place and it was their whole goal was to bring um, equal opportunity and inner city kids into the game and introduce new people into the game back in, you know, back before hashtag grow the game was around. Um, and, and it's been a staple in Rhode Island golf for the last shoot 21 years now. Um, so the Rhode Island golf association is, is home out is, I'm sorry, is, is um, located out of there. So we, we started a conversation with a few folks and they loved the idea. And, uh, this is like the big release, man. I haven't told many people. So we're, and we're going to be building our studio and our shop over at, at buttonhole. So we're going to be now at the home of kind of all golf Rhode Island and, and next door neighbors to the Rhode Island golf association. We got a, I got a, the dream, got a part three course on property that I will get to, to play. And I have some, some fun fitting ideas in the, in the near future. I can only, I mean, you know, the place you had <laughs> was, was awesome, right? That's cool. And, and yeah, you know, it's been, you know, it's, it's sad to leave. Um, it's a cool spot, but very excited for the, for the new opportunity. Yeah. On to greener pastures. And I know your enthusiasm for the game, you know, coupled with Steve, who's the, you know, your putting fitting guru there. Um, I mean, I can only imagine what you guys have in store. We've, we've had some fun meetings over the last say year and a half. Cause this has been, uh, this has been in the works for quite a few, two years now. Um, this has been in the works, getting people talking to, uh, you know, waiting on, waiting on supplies to go down. It's been, it's been a journey, but Steve and I have whiteboards in our, in our workshop that we have quite a few ideas for, you know, little sneak peeks, uh, some part three contests, um, some fun little, hopefully some fun little tournaments with, with food trucks around, um, bringing kind of just bringing, uh, bringing some kids in to the shop and, and learning and teaching kind of the younger, younger generation of club fitting and club building and, and get some, get some younger kids involved in this, in this industry. Um, so yeah, we got some, we have some fun things in line. That's awesome. I'm going to get into Steve, uh, in a bit, but yes. I, I've got to ask you this. You know, the pandemic has been a stressful time for most people. How much or or was there added stress, you know, knowing that you were going to be leaving one area and completely building, you know, an entire new studio at this new range? Did that throw a ton of stress on onto you? Well, when you put it like that, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, you know, the definitely exciting uh, nervous, nervous excitement, but stress. No, uh, I'm very thankful that I've got, um, my brother's getting is, is helping with the build. So I've got a direct line to the, to the contractor. So I can yell at him when I want. <laughs> nice. Nice. Now. So Steve, Steve Coletta is your putting guru there, uh, master putter fitter. Um, how did you guys get paired up together? Cause, cause the uh, relationship works so well. I mean, honestly, I love that. That makes me, that makes me very happy. Steve's Steve's one of a good buddy. Um, it's turned into a good buddy. You know, I didn't, we met each other shoot 15, 16 years ago at where he was working prior. 
um, this place called the Eagle Quest Golf Dome, indoor little uh, bubble golf range in Rhode Island that, uh, lo and behold, Mr. Spargo was where his shop was. That's where he was doing his fittings at the time. Um, and then they decided, Tom decided to leave the dome and go to where we are now. And in that transition, he brought Coletta with him. So Colette has been at the shop for, he's probably going to whack me. I think it's like 13 years now. He's been, he's been here longer than I have. He worked with Tom. He moved over here when the shop moved over from the dome. And then I when once I started working here, I mean, we just kind of hit it off. We were two young guys. He had been working here. And when I came in, I was, you know, quiet, quiet fitter. Um, I'd come in, do my job. And, you know, I'd start just asking him little things. And he was always willing to help me, which I'm, you know, forever thankful for because I still, I still annoy him with questions. Um, but he, so he's, um, he learned how to do everything under the sun under Spargo minus fitting, um, like the full swing fit. So he's, you know, he can, he can build every club in here. He can rip them apart and he can build better than, you know, most, most certified builders there are. Um, where he got into the putter side, when I took over, uh, I was trying to find my, you know, find my, uh, you know, call it, call it just style. And I saw how the schedule is stacking up and just the way the amount of full swing fits we had versus the amount of putter fits and the amount of time I was going to have to block out because we'd miss certain areas. I, I asked Steve, I said, you know, Steve, you ever, you ever done some putter fitting? And he knew all about the Tommy system because, you know, Spargo taught us everything and um, about the shop and how to use it all. So gave him a few runs and the first, like the, literally the first two fits where guy, guys came up to me after the fit and were just like, Man, he was awesome. Guy knows so much. <laughs> I got moments I was like, it's his first fit. <laughs> it was, it was kind of like, oh wow, yeah, you know what you're, you know what you're doing. And and I love, I love after full bags getting to sit in the workshop and and write up the work order and listen to him with with players because he's so good with the players. He listens to them. He's not forcing anything onto you. It's just here's your, you know, here are your specs. Here's your stroke. This is what we're trying to do you know, not everybody's perfect. Um, and and he, he does a, he does a fantastic job and the reviews just keep getting better as he's, he's learning and, you know, getting more experience in the fits. Yeah. And, and one of the things, and I think people need to know this too, but I, I think people feel like, well, if I go in for a fitting, these guys are going to, you know, pressure me to get new clubs, or these guys are going to steer me towards a specific brand, which might have, you know, a higher overhead for them. And I can tell you honestly, that that is the furthest thing from the truth. When I got fitted for my putter, we stayed with my putter. Same exact thing. I mean, we had to adjust the the lie on it a little bit. We cut it down a tiny bit, put a new grip on it, but it's the same exact putter. When my son got fitted, it was between a $500 Bettinardi, you know, like a $450 uh, Newport Cameron and this Ping Answer, which was like half the price. Well, numbers don't lie. The Ping Answer was the clear cut winner, you know, and there was there's there's never any push like that's that's the one thing I want to get out to people that are listening that might be hesitant about getting a club fitting. If you're going to a reputable club fitter, a good club, a great club club fitter like John, Steve at at Spargo, you know, 
they want you in the best stuff, regardless uh, of what it is. I mean, my son has, what, I think three, four different club manufacturers that he got fitted for. Like, if that, say, right, if that doesn't say it right there, I mean, I don't, I don't know what does. The numbers don't lie. Yeah, I was rolling down. I'm sitting at my workbench right now. I'm in the shop working while we do this. Uh, he's got something in. He's got something in. But, yeah, it's, it's uh, it, you know, not every club. I'm just kind of piggybacking off that. Not every club manufacturer works top to bottom with players. Uh, we've done, you know, perfect example is we've, we've absolutely destroyed with say the ping 425 fairway woods because they're really thin. Um, they're very easy to get up and up in the air and they have interesting lofts. You've got 14 and a half, 16, 17, five, 19, 21 and 23. So we can gap those out really well. Um, me personally, I, I like to, you know, I like to support uh, all the companies that I can in my bag. Um, I've got, you know, I've got Cobra Wedge, I've got uh, Adele's, I've got Ping's, got TaylorMade, I've got some Titleist gear, because um, they all have very, very good stuff. And I tell all my players, you know, not <laughs> everybody in that studio who made were part of making those golf clubs made them with the intention of the player buying them, playing better golf. Nobody built a golf club with hate in their hearts. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely That's a ridiculous. great line. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's so true that, you know, the, uh, not one, one might turn out to be better than the other, but it's not because that other one was built poorly. It's just something in your brain or something in that head just worked with your golf swing. Um, right. it's, uh, yeah, we don't we don't try to we're not salesmen here. Um, we're 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 club fitters. Um, you know, I golf. That's golfer. Uh, that's what I I want to write on my you know the the tax return. I'm I'm a club fitter, man. It's it's we're getting you into the best options. Um, I don't we don't get kickbacks from any of these companies, and you know they all individually. If you're listening, any of you, I love you guys, but they all piss me off individually at times because <laughs> they don't get product to me as fast as I want it. So, you know, it's, it's not a, um, this new stealth product. Um, I'm hoping that it's going to be a home run because it's a very interesting concept. The, the carbon face, um, will it change the average golfer's life? No, but it's different. It's finally something different. It's a new face. It's a new technology. Um, and it's interesting. You know, I've personally hit it. It's, it's really good. Um, but Titleist did the same thing with changing their face. Ping did the same thing with changing their face in 410. Uh, Cobra did it with the infinity milling. Um, it's it's those little subtle changes that just kind of spark something in the player's hands. And and hopefully we find something. The goal is to find like three different, you know, three different, four different heads that you like with the same shaft of the club. And you say, which one do you like to look at? Right. Yeah. What gives you the best visual? Mm-hmm. And or, or or in your case, what gives you the best numbers? If you want to go strictly yep. numbers, let's rock and roll. If you want to go feel and visual, there's so many different avenues for golfers. Yeah, it's uh, it's so true, so true. Now, listen, I, I I want to talk a little bit, and I don't think we've ever talked about this in previous episodes. Um, I mean, you're a Rhode Island guy through and through, right? Grew up there. Yeah. Are, are yeah, back man. there now. But yeah, it, it it brought me back. Yeah, so so I want to get into that. Like, so you departed, you know, Rhode Island, uh, and and went down to USCB, right? Yeah. Down outside of uh, in Beaufort, 
Um, you know, we're sand shark down there for uh, yeah. college fins golf. Up, fins up, man. Yeah, and that and, and hey, that's a sick logo, dude. Honestly, it's so they cool. Did, they did a good job with it. <laughs> they really did. Um, it gives me like those minor league baseball vibes, which I love. Absolutely, I Absolutely. love. It. We had we had the Savannah. I think it was the Savannah Sand Nats just down the road, and it was it always reminded me of a similar logo. Yes, yes. Um. So how does a guy from the true Northeast, you know, make it down to the low country? Oh, so my brother was down there at when USCB, this was a few years earlier, but when USCB was a post, uh, post-grad school. So it was just a one year program. And he was down there doing a little bit of golf stuff. And he took, uh, I want to say a couple. So he did like a semester or two and then transferred to uh, Penn state eventually. Um, but that was like the first introduction that I got to that school, but my parents had been going down to this golf tournament called the Riley's on Hilton head Island forever. Him and my dad and Tom Riley and a bunch of the boys from up here um, have all been really good friends since, you know, way, way back. And he hosts this huge two man match play event. So I'd always known of Hilton head. Um, but that was uh, the way I got down there was not doing well in, at URI. Um, my focus was not, you know, on academics and, and on, on golf alone. It was on golf and, and other things. Um, so I got a, I got really a second chance down there and met my coach, um, met some, you know, one of my, one of my real good friends. Um, and she's that, that was kind of how, how I got introduced to the South and then, from there, uh, went out to Arizona and then California. So what, what brought you out to Ari- now Arizona's post-graduation then? Uh, yeah, post. So I stayed at USCB for a couple more, you know, or in that area. Tang- I was living with my buddy, Chris Lane. Um, and then I was working with my coach. Uh, we were both Chris and I, he was, he works, he's got a, he owns a company, Culligan Water on the Island. His family's from there. Um, but he was caddying at this place, Trichesse Creek, as was I. And, you know, with going out, starting to go out and play some mini tour stuff. And my coach and I, Shane LeBaron, were working on the range together at Belfair. I'll never forget it. He sat down on the bench. He goes, want to go to Arizona? <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over South Carolina. I want to, I'm going to move. I'm going to go to Arizona. I got a job out this place, uh, um, oh man, no, what was the name of it? I'm going to remember the name, but, um, it's in, uh, Peoria, Arizona. And I was, I, I was young and I always wanted to see the West coast. So I was like, yeah, man, I'll go with you. So I lived with him and his wife for a year, um, made very minimal money as a professional golfer and tried to go from there, moved to Palm desert, uh, did the same kind of gig out there, played mini tour, Pepsi tour, Golden State tour, um, then moved to Huntington Beach for about a year and a half. So all in all, I was out west for like four and a half years. And um, I kept staying in touch with, with this gorgeous, gorgeous girl that I was dating in college. And now we're married. So she's the one who got me back home. So that kind of worked out in the end. Oh, absolutely. Um so I was talking, you know, we'd been, in, we'd been staying in contact. And at the time I was living in Huntington beach playing Pepsi tour events. Uh, and things just were not going, you know, the way I envisioned them going. And as, as they do, 
Um, and, and Spargo had been pestering me for like four years to come home and learn how to fit and be a part of, you know, the shop. Um, I'd always ventured in when I was home, he'd always been doing clubs for me. So over the time, uh, over one winter, you know, I, I came back home and basically stayed here for three months, staying at my brothers and my parents. And then, um, decided, yeah, it's, it's time to make a change and come back home. Very cool. Very cool. The prodigal son returns. <laughs> oh man, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about playing some of the mini tour events, Pepsi tour events, stuff like that. Um, what, how's the game nowadays? It's good. Yeah. Uh, my, la- my last two years, uh, were not as impressive as I, as I, as I'd like. Um, but we're we're working hard this winter. I'm putting I'm kind of refocused a little bit. The uh, the past since you know not pandemic was was kind of cool for my business in a way because golf was told by like governors and state officials that you should play. Right. So it always you know it always helps your business when the government says go do it. <laughs> um, so you know being being a young owner, um, being new to it, and just trying to keep get my feet rolling. Um, we we just I kind of turned up the the fitting volume a little bit last year last two years we've been fitting pretty much six days a week, um, and I still play it you know I still play every day my wife and I play nine or eighteen pretty much daily in the season um, still play with my buddies and then all the state opens pretty much got wiped out because of it we weren't allowed to go play a lot of them so over the last two seasons was the least amount of tournament golf I've played in my. 34 year existence so it's been a little weird um but had a kind of epiphany uh this season and really want to get focused again and and play you know give uh give some tournaments a good run you know like u.s open is at uh as at brookline this year so home home field one yeah at the country club you know getting that game getting the game together for that qualifier um corn ferry tours coming up to maine so I'll do that one. Mass Open. Um, always love going up to Lake Maury for the Vermont Open. And then, um, you know, the Rhode Island Open at home is always always a fun one. Um, so I'll play like five or six events. Nothing crazy. Um, I enjoy balancing it, but I have no desire to go back on the road full time. I, I love what I do here. All right. Let's let's that's a great word balance. Let's talk about that, because, it, you know, both times that I was out there. And and just seeing on Instagram and all that stuff. I mean, you guys are swamped. Like you're you're mobbed. I mean, when we went in, you were busy on the computer nonstop. Uh, Steve's, you know, fit and lie. You get done with that, you're outside with him for a few hours. There's people in and out of the shop picking up stuff nonstop. I'm assuming it's like that on the daily. How do you find the time to keep your game? in shape because look that's not like me keeping my game in shape do you know what i mean (laughs) going out and shooting a a 78 or an 81 like they're not even relevant they're not even close how how do you is is it is it work smarter not harder nowadays for you when you're practicing i'm I'm learning that i'm learning that that was the very you know it's always just put in the hours put in the hours and you'll get the results um when i was when i first turned you know my my coach will attest i could I could sit on a range all day and just go through jumbo bucket after jumbo bucket. I love to practice where I don't get that type of time anymore. Um, you know, I've tried to set up my schedule where 
you know, in season, maybe Wednesday afternoons, I get, I'm out at one and my wife's great where I'm like, Hey, hon, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put in a, a I, we call it my pro days um, where I go and, you know, the headphones go in and I go and put real work in. Uh, but yeah, it's very much smarter, not harder. I take advantage of the, the little windows I have try to hit, I hit balls every day, not try. I do. I hit balls every day, get into the shop early. Um, you know, it's, it's something that I want to do. So for me, it's not work. It's a, it's a choice of, of learning how to balance. Oh, sorry. I just picked up a piece of paper. You might've heard that. Um, <laughs> it's working harder, you know, like you nailed it. It's working uh, much smarter than what I used to, um, in terms of, uh, where the game, you know, my game is limited in the sense where I'm not going to be able to put in, you know, a hundred hours in the gym to go pick up 20 yards. You know, I hit it 280 to 290. That's who I am. Um, I just got to hit it straight. I got to hit it solid. Uh, most of my work is on distances from 130 yards and in. If I can keep that part of my game sharp, work and I, I work on my putting religiously. Um, if those two things stay together i usually can text shane if my swing's falling apart and he can get me back he can get me back in on track pretty quickly have you ever fallen <laughs> down that rabbit hole of trying to chase distance at all oh god yeah okay I think that's pretty much why i fit clubs for a living <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I got, you know, I, I got out there and my first year I met a kid, uh, this, this dude, Ryan Sperry, um, met him in Florida and we ended up being really close friends and traveling, um, living together in Arizona. And dude, the first time I played with him, he flew, th I necked a driver and he flew three iron by me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this? I don't know. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do here. So it was always, um, I got to hit it further. 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 Um, it's unfortunate because that probably wasn't the case. You know, people have made plenty of money hitting it short, but you know, you just get caught down that rabbit hole and it's very easy to go down because you just didn't, you know, you stop thinking what you did to get to that level to, you, you know, to, to win, to compete. You forget all of that stuff. You know, you lose track of it. You lose track that you're a good putter, that you're a good wedge player, that you hit a ton of greens, that you never miss fairways because you need to pick up 20 yards because all of a sudden 20 yards makes you shoot, you know, 60. Not always is it the case. Now, uh, a different tune, you know, you were just in with your boy in a fitting. And as a young kid, yeah, learn how to hit it far. But um, for players who have developed a game, I see more damage done chasing something instead of perfecting the other parts of your game that are really good yeah that's a it's a great point i think people become like singularly focused on the distance issue and then they neglect the rest of their game you know it, like you said if you're a young kid yeah i mean if you want to be competitive nowadays yes you need to have that distance you know you don't have to be chasing long drive distances but you need you know, to consistently put it out there, 290, 295. Um, yeah, you, you, know, ju you just can't popcorn it in. You can't hit right. those little popcorn shots anymore. It's just you're going to get walked on. Um, just at, and at any level, the college level, the, the mini tour level, 
Um, but yeah, as a, as a player, I mean, excuse me, both fittings today, iron fittings. I want distance. That's the point. You know, why, 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 why not make your seven iron go the same distance over and over um, rather than chasing this illusion where the, here's the thing. If we're not going to change our club head speed, how do we change distance? We de-loft clubs. We change right. the make. We change the whole makeup of the club to just accomplish something that we're gonna give something up on the back end. You're gonna give up whether it be descent vertical, whether it's spin, um, whether it's height. You're gonna give something up. It's not just you know one. <laughs> you get to just pick up distance. Right. Um, we stamp. We stamp a nine on a seven iron head and say, hey, congratulations! You just picked up fifteen yards. Yeah, it was last week. I was fitting the guy. Uh, Instead of Tommy Armour, 845s, 7 iron, 37 degrees. Guy yeah. came in, he's like, guy came in, it was great. I, I want distance. I was like, well, this is going to be easy then because <laughs> your 5 iron is now going to be your 7 iron. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's just the way the game's gone. You know, I, I don't fight, I don't fight the whole, the way modern golf is because, you know, the I love the old, you know, the old guys, the old boys like Hogan, he wouldn't do that. Yes, he would. Hogan was experimenting with different laminates on his driver. Hogan, they were all experimenting, pushing the boundaries. Everybody, that's how we've gotten to this part in the game is because people were yeah. willing to push the boundaries. It was just with different technology that was available at the time. Yeah. Now, are there things that I could change? I would love to change in the game that uh, everybody being completely obsessive about the ball going further without changing anything in their technique anything in their workout routines, anything in their diet. Yeah, I wish that would stop because players would have more fun at the game. It's not the fact that I hate on it. It's just I think players would just have more fun if maybe the ball spun a little bit more. If if it wasn't just you turn on a television and all they talk about is how far these guys hit it. It's like, all right, yeah, it's it's just getting played out a bit. All right, so, they, so you're getting made um... – you know, ruler of golf for a Ooh. year. Ooh. Not, not even PGA Tour. Like, forget that. Because honestly, I'm starting to sour so much on seeing the same thing over and over and over, week in, week out on the, on the tour. Yeah, it's not It's not a fun. You don't have, you know, these guys have personalities, but the style, you know, does Robotic. anybody have, do, do people have like that true style to the game where you turn on a, you turn on the the X Games. You turn on screw. You turn on the Olympics. About to happen in a month. Mm -hmm. you know, all these all these athletes have their own style, where you know gymnasts are making the same moves over and over. But somebody can judge the difference because she's got a little bit more style and flair. Where it's like, you watch a PGA Tour event. Cool, three fifty, wedge to twenty five feet, thirty two under par. Yeah, tall. 5'11", the six foot two dude, walking billboard, you know, everyone, polo, hat, khakis. I mean, it's 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 literally the all same. the same. Yeah. And they're all, all right. very good. I'm not, you know. Oh, so back, for sure. For sure. Back, and, yeah, there's no hatred. There's no hating. It's just the golf ball and golf equipment has made, it's brought everybody together. And before I say, before we go into ruler, I played a fun tournament called the El Compadre out in San Diego. And I decided it was a bunch uh, play with a good buddy of mine, Jacob O'Keefe, who's starting up a fitting studio at Cypress Ridge out in um, Santa Monica and uh, I'm sorry, Pisbo up in California. 
so we were mini tour buddies and we go out and we go down to goat hill park to play and me not being totally in like tournament mode i bring persimmon i bring i brought nine clubs and persimmon woods so we're hitting persimmon and we're playing with a couple guys who are going to be on the corn ferry tour this year guys i we played you know pepsi tour events so it's great seeing them and man they're flying drivers like no joke 315 320 over the backs of some of these greens <laughs> it was so fun to watch but you know i was hitting persimmon and, and my buddy paul was like you mind if i give it a try i hit one pure he rips one i'm telling you this kid's flying at like 60 by me at times his persimmon was 17 yards in front of me you're gonna tell me equipment hasn't changed changed the game all right so perfect point your your ruler of golf is that what you're changing or are you going bigger picture i'm going bigger picture okay um i don't i think the 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 amount of the way the equipment is brings in such a a big group of people and i love it because i see so many different fits um i like coming into fittings i see so many different walks of life and it's the coolest thing ever um what i would do is a complete bifurcation between professional and amateur golf give us like one or two key points you're gonna you're gonna go ahead golf ball can't leave the club head faster than it could leave persimmon you don't have to change the size of the head you just have to make the ball golf ball go slower okay so you change that cor yep okay the ball we make the ball spin again So now we've got shot making back into the equation, which has, yeah, for the most part, disappeared. I'm going to go big air here. Ten club max. See, I could get so on board with that because... <laughs> I'm going to put ten club max ahead of everything, actually. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think I see it. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put words in your mouth. Tell me if I'm wrong. But I think from a club fitter's perspective, it's got to be cooler to try to solve that puzzle of 10 clubs than it is 14 clubs. Am I wrong? 100%. It is. It's, it's so much fun. Um, you know, I just fit a guy. We were, we were working on a, on a 10 club set, uh, Saturday and it was, it was a blast. Now, Cause it's about gaps. You're filling gaps. You're thinking the shot more. You're playing more chess than just, I just want the ball to go further. Right. Instead of, 150 grab that club 130 yeah. grab that club now yeah, so makes- so let me let me into why 10 is that magic number why why is an eight better um well eights uh, if you want to go like hardo half seven it's just straight seven <laughs> straight chick evans it um but i think 10 my experimentation where i can take 10 clubs and I can go play any caliber of golf course with 10 clubs. When it gets into like that seven and eight, um, almost becomes a little gimmicky mm-hmm. to me. This is just me. Um, I love my short sets. Uh, you know, I, I play a lot of smaller sets. And I mean, right now my tournament set's got 13 clubs in it. Um, it it's 10, I've found I can cover, you know, driver that I usually carry like a, a one fairway wood, like a 17 or 17 and a half, 18, carry a hybrid. I go three irons, couple edges, and a putter. Because a part of me, too, being a golf club nerd, I don't like to leave my golf clubs in the trunk. 
I spent a lot of time building these things. I want to, I want to use them. When, when you take out your half set, your, your seven clubs, what's, what's that normal makeup? A persimmon. I've got a 12 degree persimmon. I've got a 21 degree, uh, like five wood persimmon wood. And then I have, uh, I go, so that's two. Then I go three. I go, I'm sorry. I go 29 degree, 38 degree, 46 degree, 56 degree putter. And when you're playing that seven club set, how much different is your scoring than if you had the full 13 club bag out? I don't make as many birdies, but the overall score doesn't really you know, if I'm, I don't make, I don't make more bogeys because of it. I just don't, ha- I, you know, I find I don't hit as many like close inside 10 feet shots as often as I would if I had every club in the bag. Yeah, I got you. I got you. But I also, you know, I could attribute that to when I'm out there, I'm not really caring too much about score. I'm, you know, I know, I understand what I have in my hand. So I'm just, I'm trying to hit the, you know, the soft shot or I'm trying to hit the hard shot. Um, but score wise, I haven't really noticed that big of a difference. That's why it's so intriguing to, you know, I think, I think it would be fun. I think it would be a lot of fun if the turn, if the PGA tour went crazy for one event and said, yeah, 10 clubs, highest wedge, highest wedge in your bag, 56. Yeah, I I would, I would love to just, I just clamor for something different in the professional would, golf world. All it would do is show how awesome these players are. <laughs> yeah, because like, let, let's be honest. So, so I've got a few buddies that caddy out, you know, on the big tours and, you know, the set, the separating factor for all these guys is the short game. And it's not necessarily how many more putts they make, you know, because everybody that's at the top of their game is bombing it. And, and I understand if you look at the PGA Tour stats that, you know, strokes gained off the tee is the most important. However, when every single person in the top 100 is hitting it, you know, 295 to 315 regularly, that just boils down to who's on in a given week. But you go out to the short game area where these guys are practicing, or you watch these guys from 50 yards and in, and it is clear as day to see somebody like, like if you took a Patrick Reed and a Victor Hovland, you know, and gave them a hundred shots, like Patrick Reed would blow your mind. Victor Hovland, right. you, you'd be like, dude, I can do that. You're on tour. <laughs> it's wild. And, and, and those are like, yeah, one of the guys who's really working hard to get his chipping much better. And then probably one of the most premier short game guys of the last, you know, 40 years. When we were out at Sawgrass before the tour shut down completely. Um, That's right. You were down there, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And my my last memory before we left the grounds, my buddy Derek and I are wandering through this backside of the range there. And the range is enormous. And the backside is a short little um, short game area. And I'm I'm looking and I'm like, oh, I think that's, that's Kessler, who's, who's his caddy, um, you know, who I've known through – instagram and social media and and so uh you know we just i quickly just yelled his name looked up it's him just gave a wave comes over and he he just said hey just just watch this he said he's on and for the next 35 minutes we just sat 
And I watched Patrick Reed on this undulating green stop balls from every spot on the clock face, from every lie that you could imagine. And I just I just left going like, what the hell did I just see? It's like watching Mozart. That's like real life stuff, man. Yeah. Like real life master genius work. It's yes. You know, it, it, I, I, I'm, I'm jealous of that. I'd love to watch that. Jeez. It's one I of those, love those things TaylorMade does. Uh, they, they've done recently of you know t- getting to getting to hear what Tiger talks about in his wedge game is awesome. But when it's, you hear like a true genius speak about stuff, and 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 then have that genius be able to break it down into layman's terms for the average golfer, I mean it's nothing short of amazing. No, it's. Man, I would now. I'm just daydreaming, watching wedge shots. That's got to be awesome. Uh, so listen, tell me. So, what does 2022 entail for you and 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 for Spargo? How much? How much? How much bigger <coughs> are we getting? Because I know the growth is there. I've seen. I've seen like the trail of people, you know, in and out. And, and, and like I told you before, you know, when we were chatting before we started recording, every time I go out to you. I get all these DMs like, dude, tell me about it. Like, when are you having them on again? You know, what's it like? Should I make the trip out there type deal? And then, like I I showed you, I I put a thing up on Facebook, not even on Leave the Pin, like just my personal Facebook page, you know, for friends, family. And people are going, oh, I see that dude in YouTube videos. That place is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, you're making me, you're making me blush. It's such, it's so, it's so wild, um, to hear, you know, reviews like that. Uh, we, we just truly love what we do here. Um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of watching players get better. I'm a huge fan of hanging out in the studio with players and just talking, talking golf. Um, you know, you can, you can ask my wife, it's, I go home and I'm on a putting mat. I'm talking about golf. I'm talking about golf clubs and she's a saint for letting me be that way because it's a true passion of mine. It's an obsession. Um, it is everything that I do in this life. And, you know, I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring my game to another level, the same way the player who's standing in the studio is trying to bring their game to a different level. And, you know, sometimes it's a little different. I'm just trying to put food on food on my plate and make my, me and my wife's life a little bit better. And, and, you know, have more opportunities um but you know i owe it all to golf but 2022 for spargo man growing you know i hope to just spread more of the word on on fitting uh, i would love for people to come get fit by me because i sure like to hang out um but i think golfers across you know across the the listening space um if you care about the game, go get fit, go, go hang out with a fitter. It's a, it's a blast. It's supposed to be a fun experience. And if it's not being a fun experience, then just walk out because you'll go find somebody else who will have some passion to it. It's like going to, you know, you go to a certain restaurant and you can tell that the chef loves what they do. It doesn't matter the name on the restaurant. They're just pumped to be cooking. Um, you know, I, I feel honored to be promoting and continuing Tom Spargo's, you know, shop. Um, the, the legacy that he grew across this state in New England um, blew my mind when I first came to the shop. Absolutely blew me away. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, and and that, was the, that was my only goal was to have that kind of feeling of, you know, people wanting to come back to you to go, 
because they trust you with their equipment and they trust you with their passion of, of golf. Um, but the big, the big thing I'd say we're, is going to be us moving. Um, I'm hoping that's going to be in the spring. I'm being very patient. Uh, we had some, as you're, you know, you're in the snow, but we got all rain from that. Mm. Um, so we're, we're just being patient with, with the build. Um, we're not getting kicked out of here anytime soon. So it's business as usual and um, really just taking it, you know, kind of one day at a time, just trying to get, you know, fill up the fitting schedule, fill up Stevie's schedule more and, and get more people involved in putter fittings and, and just grow it both ways. Um, but no, no plans of, you know, expanding the shop um, really in the near future. I, I love what we have here. It's a, it's a very kind of homey atmosphere where people come. Uh, you, you know, you come from all, all, all areas of the country to come see me. And it's, it's very humbling. It's very fun. Yeah. That's one. That's a, that's a great point. It's one thing. Definitely. When you walk in, you definitely feel like you belong there. If you've been there 10 times or it's your first time. Uh, that's geez. That's, that's the goal right there, my man. Before I get you out of here, the number one question I get all the time from people that have never been fit. And, and I try to do it justice, right? But I can only give it from my perspective and my opinion. But people all the time will ask me, you know, what's a fitting like? What should I be prepared for? You know, what's going to happen during it? Can you speak just briefly on that for people that might be on the fence for getting fit? You're going to get bullied into buying clubs. <laughs> Uh, strong armed strong arm no it's it's a fun um you know at least i can only speak for my fittings you're gonna have a fun a lot of fun you're gonna learn a lot and you're gonna get you're gonna have a voice about your own golf game um you're gonna tell me how you want your game to look and i'm gonna use all of my knowledge and professional skills to get the right club in your hands the right shaft lie angle swing weight length and you're going to be the one getting to be a little bit of a tour star and say, no, man, I like that head. Or I like that head. Um, I want to have a five iron in my bag. I want to have a 60 degree in my bag. And we work around the clubs that you like. Um, you know, it's it, overall, it's just, if you love golf, it's, it is so much fun because you're taking your game to the next level. You're seeing if your tools are correct. Do not go into a fitting ever with the results, uh, with the thought of, I just want to get distance. Go figure out your golf game. Go figure out the tools that you use and what you don't use and figure out how to make that whole toolbox something you can you can you can go to work with. Awesome. Awesome as always. John, I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough for your time that you give me here, for the time you've given, you know, myself, my son at the studio. Always a blast, my man. I can't, Dan, I can't thank you. Um, love what you're doing for the game, spreading the word of, uh, you know, the cool stories around the game that you get to encounter, man. It's, it's phenomenal. And, you know, I'm truly honored that you, you brought your son all the way out. We had a blast the first time, but the fact that you didn't trust me with, you know, your kid's game too means the world to me. And, uh, we're working on his clubs. I'm, I'm working hard to get those things in. <laughs> He's uh he's patiently patiently waiting. He patiently knows, uh, we, waiting. I hey, love it. Can't do anything right now. I mean, it's snowed in, the ground That's frozen. That's true. You know. That's true. There's not a damn thing we're doing at the moment. I love it, man. Well, thank you so much for having me on um again and can't wait for the next time. Of course, brother. All right, people, so either get busy golfing or get busy dying. <laughs>